Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Jesus said to Dad Hagen, when I was on the earth, I was the power of God. If people needed power, they had to get to where I was. That's why the multitudes thronged me to touch me. Then Jesus went on and said, but now the Holy Ghost is on the earth and he is the power of God and he is present everywhere. So power is present everywhere. No wonder Paul said that your faith would not stand in the wisdom of men, the reasonings of men, the calculations of men, what men can figure out, but that your faith would stand in the power of God. What? That's present. So right now in your house, there's power present. Right now in your car, there's power present. Right now at your business, there's power present. Not just in this building where there's a united faith, but power is present everywhere because the Holy Ghost is everywhere. That's why you can get someone saved anywhere. You don't have to be in a church at an altar. You can be in the grocery store. You can be at the gas station. You can be at your workplace. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is there. He's present everywhere. That's why you can get healed Everywhere. Jesus said, there's enough power in every sick room. There's enough power in every hospital room. Every 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 hospital, every hospital room to raise up that sick one. And then he tells the condition, if they only know it's present and give it action, give it action. Amen. I remember when Grant was a baby, he was just weeks old and his lungs weren't sounding right. And so I took him to the doctor and they said to me, they said, uh, he's got a raging fever. They said, and I said, well, isn't that kind of normal for babies? You know, I grew up with a mother who her motto was no big deal. I heard that my whole life. There were four kids and her answer to all of us was no big deal. That's how she diffused everything. So nothing was a big deal to me. And so the doctor said, I want you to take this baby over to the hospital and I'm, I'm going to call and he's going to be hospitalized immediately. He said, I'll be there as soon as I can. So I went over there and the nurses came in the room and they said, the doctor just called. They said, he'll be delayed for about an hour. But he said not to give him any kind of medication because he needs the symptoms to help him diagnose the problem. And he doesn't want us doing something that's going to alter the symptoms. So they said, we're not neglecting you. It's just going to be an hour before the doctor can get here. And I'm so grateful for that time because there was a little rocking chair in that room. And I took Grant just maybe three weeks old up in my arms. And I said, Jesus, you said, believe the prophets and you'll prosper. You appeared to the prophet, the man of God, Kenneth Hagin. And you told him there's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room. I said, Jesus, I'm in one of those rooms. 
so I qualify that power's here the, because the Holy Ghost is here. And I said, so I believe that that power's here. Amen. See, you have to believe it's present. Amen. You have to believe it's present. I said, I believe it's present. And Jesus, I strike that power with my words of faith. And I speak for that power. You go from the top of, my, top of his head to the soles of his feet. You drive out anything that God didn't put in. And I thank you that that power is working right now. Did I see it? No. Did I feel it? No. I believed it. Wow. He didn't say if you feel the power. He said that, that if you believe it, you got to believe. So Grant was in that hospital room and I released my faith in the power of God. It took just maybe 30 seconds for me to pray and release my faith the rest of the time. Right. Mm -hmm. See, to keep the devil from giving me all kinds of imaginations, right. I take charge of my thoughts. Right. I put something in motion. What did I put in motion? I praise you, Father, that that power is working. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that that power is working in him right now. I thank you. You are such a wonderful healer, Jesus. I believe in the power of God. I thank you. And I spent about almost an hour just doing nothing but praising. At the end of an hour or so, the doctor came in. He examined him. He said, there's nothing here. I don't know why you're here. You can go. That power was present. And you know what? The power was present there for the next person admitted to that room. Brother Copeland tells the story down in Lima, Peru. Remember it? He was holding a convention down there. And if I have the story right, they're in the middle of one of the meetings and a woman comes in, walks up and comes to the altar and gets saved. And she tells this story that she was in the hospital that was down the road. She had to pass the convention center to leave the hospital to go home. But she was in the hospital because she'd been, she'd been diagnosed with a cancerous tumor. She's in her hospital room. The doctor is in there with her at this time. And she says to him, I'm burning up. I'm burning up. And he examines her and the tumor is gone. And they dismiss her. You say, what was that? Power was present. Well, how come it worked for her and not for anyone else? How do you know it didn't work for anyone else? My, my guess Yes, I guess, <laughs> but a, a, a biblical educated yeah. guess yeah. is that they, she was in proximity uh -huh. yeah. of someone yes. who knew how to release faith, who knew how to bring that power into manifestation through their faith. Yeah. Now we understand it's God's power and God works it, but when he can find cooperating faith, he runs to manifest where someone is cooperating with him. God goes where faith puts him. Amen. Power can be seen and power can be felt, but power can also be unseen 
and power can be unfelt. You ever been to the dentist? You're in the chair and they walk up and the, the nurse, the assistant puts this heavy weighted apron on you. Then they walk out of the room and they leave you alone in there and they go around the corner and they push a button. You didn't see anything. You didn't feel anything, but power was working enough to know that those assistants know get out of the room because you can't be exposed to this day after day, patient after patient, unseen power unfelt power, yeah. still working. Yeah. Even the medical field believes it. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That there is power that can work. That's unseen and unfelt that radiation power. They believe that they believe that power. They don't see, they don't feel, they just see the result of it. If we'll believe a power, we don't see a power. We don't feel, don't wait to feel it. Don't wait to see it. We'll get the result of that power. We were uh, in Hawaii. We'd gone to Maui because someone must go preach to those people. Someone must. Now, I'm just telling you, don't forget the people in Maui. So my husband and I were invited to preach at a church there. And so we went to preach and we took the kids, uh, my two sons and Morgan. And uh, we were there. We, I don't know. I don't remember how many days we were scheduled to be there, but about the second day we're there, the power goes out and a storm comes. So the hotel, their, their refrigeration is done. They can't serve anything but cold food, you know, just they're trying to get out what's in the fridge before it ruins. And so there was very slim pickings. And uh, I was so thankful you saw the 80s hair (laughs) on the video. I was so thankful that I didn't have the 80s hair still at that time because there was no hair dryer. There was no appliances. There was no power. So you just take a shower and you just walk outside on the balcony that had an overhang and you kind of get some air kind of going and you just kind of halfway do what you can do and just go on. You know, extend your apologies to those that are looking and just keep going. So the kids realize, oh my gosh, my devices don't charge. That's what they were occupied with. And my husband and I said, oh, oh, y'all are going to have to like talk now. You're going to have to have like conversations. So we get over to the, um, to the church. And I didn't realize that only our half of the island lost power. And the church was on the half that still had power. And there were people over there that lived on that half of the island that came to church. So you could come to church and you could look and you knew what side of the island they just came from. You could look at it because those with power, their lives look completely different than the ones without power. 
power. Power makes life better. without accessing power that is present when your life needs it your family needs it your home needs it your business needs it your body needs it your finances need it why leave it inactive because we can look at our lives and be honest and know whether or not we're accessing power or not But it's not just about power being present because God did his part, but man has a part to play with the power of God to become skillful, to become skillful. My husband years ago was conducting a meeting and he was having a hard time finding the flow for that service. So he called brother, one, one, one guy that was there that was singing And he was there, you know, as a soloist. So Ed kept saying, one more song, one more song, one more song, because he couldn't find the the flow that God wanted for the service. And the the singer, the soloist said, doctor, I've sang eight songs. I don't have any (laughs) more. So Ed called for the organist to come up and you have a B3 organ over here. And there's a separate Leslie. So the organist comes up on the, begins to play and as she plays, my husband sees the glory start rolling out of that, that organ Leslie. And then it gets more and more dense, thicker and thicker. And when it gets to total density, then he saw a leg come out and Jesus stepped out of that cloud and stood in front of him. And fire shot out of his eyes. My husband said, yeah, Dad Hagen would say when he'd see Jesus, it was pools of liquid love in his eyes. He said, I didn't see any of the liquid love. He said, fire shot out of his eyes and said, you're not being skillful with the healing anointing. And then he stepped back into that cloud and that cloud went back into the organ and, the, and Ed was left to have a service. Specifically, Jesus was displeased with the lack of skill regarding the healing anointing. Yeah. That is good. Mm-hmm. Why? Because people that should have been healed weren't being healed. Good. When we're not skillful, others suffer for that. Others are affected by our skill level. But He was specifically speaking to my husband about skill with the healing anointing. But generally, he's talking about skill. What about skill with what you've been graced with? Skill with what's been entrusted to you. Skill with the word. Skill with hearing and following the Holy Spirit. Skill at responding to the Spirit. Skill in prayer. Skill in faith. Skill in giving. Skill in receiving, skill in serving in your ministry of helps position, skill in your fivefold office that those of you who stand in one. What about this skill with the nine fruits of the spirit? What about this skill with the nine gifts of the spirit as the spirit wills? Amen. Skill matters. The reason the power of God is not manifested more among us 
is not because God is not trying to move. No. God's always moving. Right. Right. It's our lack of skill in cooperating with what's present. We want to hear Jesus say, when we get to heaven, well done, thou good and faithful servant. When you quote that verse, people will quote that and say, well, I just want to be faithful. I just want to be faithful. That's not, that's not what's listed first. Well done, thou good. Good. If a man is good at his job, he's skillful at it. If a man isn't good at his job, he can't be promoted. No man promotes someone who isn't good at their job. And people will say, well, I just want to be faithful. No one needs an unskilled worker showing up faithfully to do it, un- to do it wrong. Just showing up, but never having the skill, never having the know-how to bring that department to another level but faithfully show up to do it wrong. That's not what the word says. Well done, thou thou good. And we could say this, well done, thou skillful and faithful servant. Faithful to operate skillfully in what you've been graced and entrusted with. Amen. Of the anointings upon your life and the place that God has, has brought you into. Amen. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. I believe, I believe in the power of God that's present. Not trying to get God to do something more. If I'm not even skillful with what's already here. That's why you need a pastor. You cannot come into full skill being self-taught. Not spiritual things. Self-taught people are risky to be around. Try driving with them on a freeway in California and have a self-taught driver. Everyone's at risk. There's no value to being self-taught. How do you learn? Get under someone who knows. Watch. We would go to Dad Hagen meetings and we're just watching. When he would, this is what I taught our people when Dad Hagen came. Even if you don't know how to respond to the Spirit, pay attention to those who do. Do what they do. You say, well, that's not sincere. Little children begin imitating words when they're toddlers, saying words they don't understand. They can't even pronounce it right, but they're listening to mama and daddy and they're just imitating. But there comes a day that while they're imitating, in that imitation, they begin to gain knowledge about what they've been imitating. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not, I'm not telling you to pretend things, but I'm talking to you. This is part of the learning process. Pay attention to those who know, do what they do. And if they, and I told our congregation this, if dad Hagen jumps, you jump. If dad Hagen shouts, you shout. If he lifts his hands, you lift your hands. Why? That's called being a student. Don't stand there and do what you're going to do. You do what those who know do. If you want to do what they do. If you want to come into the flow that they're in. So you can't learn these flows without being around them. 
That's why we got in Dad Hagen's meetings as much as we could. And it wasn't enough for us to just say, oh, I saw him do that. Me watching him is not my skill. I have to go and I have to follow the Holy Ghost, follow the word. And I have to hook in to the flow of what he's leading me to do based on the word. And I have to implement what I've learned. Just showing up at church is not, does not equal our skill. Just sitting in a chair does not equal skill. Listen, I showed up every day for school. And I was only there for one reason, to be counted present. I didn't have to work too hard at it, and I certainly didn't, to pass school. But I'm just saying this, I did not go to become skillful. I went there just to say I was there and not get in trouble. We're here because we're hungry. We're not just here because we're present because it's Sunday morning. We want to gain skill. When your pastors teach you and instruct you, it's so that you'll know what to implement throughout that week. Don't lay your skill down. You need your skill. There was a day that my husband left the earth suddenly. What if I had just been content to live under the umbrella of his faith? What if I'd just been content to live under, under the umbrella of his skill? I'd have been in a mess. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because your pastor's skill is not your skill. You only become skillful with the doing, not just sitting and taking notes. And if we're not careful, we're good note takers. And then it stops at that and people leave their notebook down and they're done. It is good to take notes. I'm a huge note taker. I mean, I'm huge, but I know this taking notes does not equal skill. It's the doer. It's the doer that's blessed. It's the doer that's blessed. I believe in the power of God. Hallelujah. You've got to learn to say in the middle of the night when you don't feel and you don't see anything of God's best and there's symptoms and when you go into a hospital room and you don't see anything but a negative direction, it's skill that stands up in the face of what it doesn't feel and says, I believe in the power of God that is unfelt, unseen, and I receive it now and I say it does a work in their body, it does a work in my body, that's how you gain skill. Hallelujah. I believe in the power of God that is present and I give it action. I give it action. How do you give it action? Words of faith, striking it. Talk about that power. Assign that power. There's something that started operating through this ministry that was new for us. And, uh, I was recently in a service and God said to me, healing power is going to start flowing in waves in your services. My husband operated under a tangible anointing and when he would bless the people, he would extend his hands and about four to five rows back, people would fall. And he would say, that's as far as I can push that anointing back. See, he understood He was skillful with that which was entrusted to him. 
He said, if I, if, for it to go all the way back, he says, I have to go to the back. But God, God, when he said this to me, he said, he reminded me of that. And he said, this, these healing ways won't just go back partway. They'll go all the way to the back. To, they'll go all the way. And then he said this, he said, they won't just flow over the people. And if the people didn't respond, it just passes them by. He said, I so long that they receive that power that my, my healing anointing will come in way, it'll, it'll roll wave after wave. It just won't be one wave that passes them by and if they didn't respond, so what? He said, no, my power will stay there and work with them because he wants them to have, he wants them to gain skill at responding, respond, respond. So I'm going to, I'm going to minister and when I do, healing waves will start flowing. But it'll be up to you of how you respond to it. If you just stand there mentally engaged, it'll rob from you. But if you'll just open up, connect to your spirit, receive with your spirit. You say, Pastor Nancy, how do I do that? From the inside, say, I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. Shut your mind down. You don't have to figure out anything. Just shut the mind down and you just receive it. Hallelujah. Everyone in here, just raise up your hands. And I speak for those healing waves. You flow in Jesus' name. That power flow in Jesus' name. Receive it. I thank you, Father. Thank you. Receive. Receive of that healing power. Receive the healing waves of God. Receive the healing waves of God. Respond to that power. Respond to that. Receive the healing waves of God. It's flowing. You say, Pastor Nancy, I don't feel anything. You don't have to feel something. Power is moving whether you feel it or not. Receive it. I said receive it. We have to practice responding. You know it, you never get good at anything until you practice it. Thank God for our church services where we can practice responding to the power of God, to the Holy Spirit. Receive that power in Jesus' name. Receive those healing waves in Jesus' name. Receive the healing power of God. Receive the healing power of God. Receive the healing power of God in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. It doesn't matter whether you're up front or you're up back. Those healing waves are flowing to you all over this room. Jesus, you're such a wonderful healer. Jesus, we glorify you. Thank you for the great price you paid that we could be whole and we take it. We thank you for 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 it. Now, those of you that are standing, do something you couldn't do before. Move something around. Do something that was a difficulty or caused you pain. Maybe you need to stoop down or bend over. Do squats. Bend your arm. Bend your elbow. Do something you could not do. We're not checking to see if it worked. We're giving action to that power. We act on that power that we receive. Hallelujah. Now, everyone, if you would, put your hands down. Everyone, just go ahead and put your hands down. Now, if you say, Pastor Nancy, I can already tell a difference. I can already tell a difference in something in my body. Raise your hand real high. Raise it real high. Raise it real high. Raise it real high. Keep it up. Raise it high, way up above your head. Now, everybody turn around and look and see how good Jesus is.
We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.